You're listening to the Nerd to Know Media Network. Join us at nerdtoknowmedia.com. Broadcasting from the Blanchestan Center. This is Phoenix FM. The internet is a communications tool used the world over where people can come together to teach about the research. According to the Nerd Index, you should be upside down in a junior high toilet around the clock. This is the day that won't be Tag is in, tag is out. Never miss communication. It's over 9,000. My name is Foxy. The balls are in there. Welcome to this week's edition of the Nerd to Know Basis Show, airing on Phoenix 92.5 FM. I am Keen, and with me is my regular co-host, Dara. How are you doing this week? Ahoy. Ahoy, hoy. Did you know that um, ahoy was the first thing said on the telephone? I actually didn't, no. Ahoy, ahoy, actually, was the first thing said on the telephone. Is that why Mr. Burns says it? It is, that's a joke. Ah. Because he's so old. He know he knew Alexander Graham Bell. <laughs> uh, oh, no, I, mean, I mean, literally, that that's the joke. Like, but I, I'm not bringing up for any crazy reason. There's a great <laughs> movie coming out. Great movie coming out called Blackberry. Now I've seen it. Uh, I saw it on Monday. Um, it's it's a really really good movie, and basically it's the history of the the BlackBerry phone. Do you know what a BlackBerry phone is? Yeah, yeah of course, yeah. Um, a lot of people don't because we're getting old, my friend. Um, and so for for any of the youngins out there, uh, a BlackBerry phone was basically the phone that everybody used, um, for like emails and all that kind of stuff. It was, In it my head, it's like the flip up phone. Exactly. It wasn't. Yeah, yeah. It was like if you were an adult, like adult, adult, you use that. If you were a kid, you were using the Nokia thirty three ten or something like that. Basically, if you, if you were a business person, it was a business person's phone, right? Yeah. Um, and it's because I had like, like a really cool design, the keyboard. I actually do have one somewhere. Um, and uh, yeah, it was actually like a really, really. It was cool also phone. kind of like the first like sort of phone and it, computer, wasn't it? It, had it was very primitive like features. Well, it no primitive. Primitive to modern standards, revolutionary to their standards. Which oh I think, yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. Which is which is something that the movie actually teases out because it it the cast is very good. I would have to say, um, it's designed. It's a uh, guy from Fanboys, isn't it? He plays the the CEO of BlackBerry, and it kind of it's like a it's a full on comedy, like. But it goes from its founding till its collapse, and its collapse basically is when the iPhone comes out. That's like the end of the movie. Like the iPhone comes out, and it's just like, oh my god, that's it. You know, but it, it takes an interesting twist. I'm not going to ruin it too much. But... So can I just, is this a dramatized, acted out film then, is it? Yeah, it, but the comedy, it's all framed okay. as comedy, but it yeah. all happened, you know. Um, But what's interesting about it is it's like, their big thing was they didn't want to, you know, outsource to China so it would be made cheaply. So those phones always worked and that was like their brand. Right. Blackberry worked, right? And at the end, you know, the end up in a struggle to try and be Apple they end up selling out and that's what actually brings the company down 
which is very interesting. So, I mean, like, so when you're watching the whole movie, it comes full circle. It's a very well-made movie, and it's actually a lot of fun. Um, but okay, I okay. Is there any like kind of well-known writer, director, talent attached? Or? Literally, the guy who played Windows and Fanboys is in it. So that's the only actor I know who's okay. in it. And Seth Rogen's in it for like five minutes. See, this is interesting though because I've noticed that like Nike Air Jordans had a movie this year. Tetris yeah. had a movie this year. Like, yeah. are like our biopics now about brands and not people? Like, or like well, even well, even there was no. kind of a Steve Jobs film, which is sort of a 50-50 like well, social look, network. Maybe you can make a case for it. Like, so, is this the new sort of biopic? You know. Well, look, I mean, I love the Social Network. It's one of my favorite films, right? And this kind of felt like the social network. Mm. But there's a similar movie. that So this movie isn't released yet. I got to see uh, an early screening of it like on Monday. But there's another movie that's out right now called Dumb Money. And that's about the... Uh, actually, folks, for long-time listeners of this show, you will remember our show Stonks, Socks, Stonks and More. It's all about GameStop. <laughs> So if you want to listen to our thoughts as as it was happening, you can on our feed. As we recap in our weird little recap on the 200th episode. Yes, exactly. But like you can even go back further and listen to the actual show at the time. So, Keen, right now, we well, we live through history that they made a movie about it. <laughs> and, and that is actually uh, Seth Rogen's in that as well. So is the guy from uh, what's it, Ron Swanson. He's in it too. There's a, there's a lot of that's actually a really good film. And it kind of goes from. Dane the Hans in it as a GameStop manager, which is bizarre. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's. It, I didn't realize it. that the the dumb money that is about the GameStop thing. Literally, right? yes, literally. It's, I would have seen it if I'd known that. Yeah, it's actually about that. It's about like how it started, what happened, and like its impact. And what's crazy? You know, is I saw the poster. I just thought it was like a dumb like heist thing or something. No. Like that. No, the reason why they call it dumb money is because that's what Wall Street refers to normal retail traders as dumb money. Oh, I know. I, I, uh, Dan Olson like released a video on the whole thing yeah. this week. Whatever. Conveniently enough. Um, so but the like, point, but the I point, know the term, but I didn't realize that was the connection. True. But the point is, um, there's two really good movies out now. Like, one is, is obviously more like tech related and it is like, it's crazy because I really like those kind of uh, Silicon Valley tech yeah. movies kind of thing. But this is based in Canada, which is wild. So it it has like a lot of little twists to it. Where you're like, oh, man, I've seen this before, but not in this, not in this way. And Dumb Money is just like, it's surreal because one, it's based during COVID. So you're having like trauma responses to like seeing masks and like yeah. all that kind of stuff, you know. But at the same time, you're like, whoa, we lived through this. And, you know, <laughs> I made, I'm, you know, I, I made the joke that like you could just call this how Dara got a MacBook. <laughs> it's <laughs> yeah. funny actually you say that because we, we watched um the big short um this week and they were oh, making one of the uh the Brad Pitt character yeah. for wearing like a face mask when there was apparently no need and all this kind of stuff. And that's kind of all connected into sort of the way that it's playing out or played out then in 2021, isn't it? Absolutely. Like it's to answer your point, you said are biopics the way it is or biopics. Yeah. I don't think so. I just think there are these kind of stories because think about it, right? Movies now are all franchises and they're all like Marvel movies or sequels or something like that. So you can't really have your indie dev movie, right? You can't really have like your, your weird movie that has a small budget. Hmm. It needs to be a recognizable thing. So it will get made. And I mean, these are all recognizable things. People know what they are and will go. So I think maybe that's what's causing it rather than being, 
genuine interest. Okay, so it's not like like a, a, a genuine artistic move. It's just the thing. I don't that think so. No, nice gets made like. But at the same time, th- they are quite good. I mean, Blackberry is actually really good, hmm. uh, and so is uh, and so is Dumb Money. Now I uh, now I also I've also seen the creator, uh, which we'll talk about a little later a little bit later on. I saw Saw X. I I basically stayed in a, in a theater for like. Ah, oh, did you do the Soul Patrol thing then? No, no, no. I I I saw. I, so, I went to go see Saw in between the creator and the unlimited screening. Oh my god! Because because I was like, oh, I have like two hours. Uh, what's on? Okay, I go see Saw. Uh, and look, folks. I mean. We'll save it. We'll save it because yeah. there are segments. Right. Um, I, I derailed you completely, Kane. No, no, uh, no. Not at all. What did I say we're going to bring up first? Uh, you said that we were going to talk about the PlayStation 5 and just a touch on the Unity. Unity. Yes. Channel, yes which yes. was coming up in the last episode we recorded. Okay. So to catch everyone up to date, and if you haven't, go and check out the podcast. It's it's there. Please do. Um. Unity kind of uh, poo-pooed the bed last week and got a, a, a two weeks ago now at this point and brought in changes that would have fundamentally altered how your favorite game is made. Or, yeah, from what I from what I remember, and it was very dense, and you explained it very well, but it was very dense. But was. something that they essentially offered either for free or very accessibly, they now expect you to pay for retroactively. That's my memory of it. Yes. Yeah, but uh, basically to boil it down, um, if you're a developer, um, if this went through, you would have to pay twenty cent every time your game was run or right. installed to run. Uh, so that would be. Just imagine you're a developer. Your game makes you know somehow makes a million downloads. Uh, doesn't matter if paid or unpaid. Hmm. Uh, you basically would be on the hook for uh, was it two hundred grand. Hmm. And my math might be off, but I think that's what it is. Um, it, it would be a lot of money, right? Um, and it would like basically bankrupt these companies. So what was happening was there was the big um, uproar. People were very upset, and it was kind of rolled back. So so now the position we have, and I have to say, it's actually quite a decent position. Um, there is uh, so it's no longer, you know, if you're if you're a small dev, because again, I'm making a game at the moment. I was like. I was sitting there going, All right, I don't think it'll ever happen that mm. the game will like be a massive hit, particularly like the first or second one out of the gate. Uh, but what if? And I was like, I haven't got a million, I haven't got 200 grand, you know? <laughs> so I was going to sit there, although it changed over. So no, you don't have to, because what they brought in now, they basically said, right, if you're a smaller deve- developer, um, don't worry about it. it. It's still free. Um, and they've, rem- they've actually made it a little bit better. Like you have to, um, you know the unity splashes in there anymore, and there's a few other bits and bobs. But basically, if if you are a bigger developer, or if you, if it does hit like a massive amount of money, then you would be like, look, and then I think they take like a four percent cut or something like that. I think it's two or four percent. I'm not too sure. So I mean, that's that's a lot better. Uh, a, a small part of me thinks that's what they wanted in the beginning. Oh, uh, I see. Right. Uh, you know, uh, and the whole thing was the kind well, of we kind of mused on that last week, like go for the biggest, wildest and then just like rein it in based on reaction. Like, yeah, I, I mean, that, that uh, a lot of governments would do that as well, where they'll they'll send out something mad and they'll be like, oh, no, no, no. And then they roll mm. back and look like heroes. You know, it, it's it, it, it's a known tactic. But at the same time, it's like we fix the problem we created. Exactly. Yes. Um, but at the same time, you're like, 
oh, you you really nearly killed your brand completely <laughs> there. Like, you know, I, I understand the logic behind it. And I'm like, oh, it's a smart move. But you really like apparently what brought this in was Disney and all that kind of stuff were like, hey, wait a minute. Um, you know, when you start activating Disney lawyers. I think that's when they're like, oh, OK, we need to yeah. <laughs> we need to stop this. Um, And that's what it could have been. But there are different theories around why they were so quick to, to pull it back. And it's probably a combination of the, what we talked about. Fan outrage, which was excessive. Developer outrage, which was actually unprecedented. Legal action from developers who are actually big developers. And then and also, you know, they probably didn't really want this at all. They probably wanted what they have now, which mm. is fair enough. But yes, that's Unity. Uh, you can use it now uh, like like before. Um, and I'm kind of happy because, I mean, now I don't need to port everything over to Unreal or Godot. Well, this was going to be my next terrible. question, which is you say you're developing a game. So has this whole like scandal explosion and like, you know, has that actually affected your life at all now? Well, no, because it's not my job. I mean, I, I'm a hobbyist. No, but will you best. be out of more, even with it raining in, will you be out of more pocket now, say, or anything like that? You know? No, no, it depends. As I said, like if it was if it was a massive hit and everybody downloaded it and yeah, like if we're talking, it became like as big as Fortnite, then yeah, you would obviously have to be like, look, you're entitled to 4%, which is fine. But no, I mean, for most developers, uh, indie developers, I don't think it will affect anybody at all. Right. They're actually no, it will affect me because now the Unity screen isn't there, and there's a couple little bonuses with the new installs. So they've actually given you an upgrade, really. So now, see, here's the interesting thing, though, because like I know you said it was a strategy, but I hadn't heard of Unity until this scandal. Do hmm. you think this will be a net positive or negative in the long run? Like, has this like damaged the brand, or has it increased awareness beyond? It, that's a like that, little yeah, ecosystem. It's a fair question. Um, I mean, you have heard of Unity. You've seen a hundreds of hundreds of times on on the game. Well, I wasn't aware played. of it though. Like, no, you weren't. But yeah. you, 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 it was there. You know, it's um. I think maybe look overall, it's a net positive. I think the fact that they came back and they're like, "Look, everybody, we're not evil." <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, and again, no bar, but well done. But then again, there is the you know, no publicity is bad publicity, right? So. Uh, I think there's more to this than we initially believed or people uh, believed. Right. But um, overall, I'm just glad I don't have to learn another gaming engine because that was <laughs> very, that was looking very likely. And I was just like, oh no, I don't particularly want to do this. So overall, folks, if you're developing a game, use Unity. Again, it's relatively safe. Relatively. Relatively. <laughs> but I mean here's the thing 4% is, is actually not too bad when you really think about it because like and yourself yourself important as well right so if you make if you sell a game on Steam for a euro and it gets a million right 4% of that is what 4 grand yeah okay. I suppose that's okay I, I mean, mean I, I get I get the logic like if you're earning that much money you're not hurting like it's proportional yeah. like you know I think, yeah, it's, it's it's actually proportional. That's a great way to put it. Because I think what, what people were really getting upset here and what was scaring everybody was, was like, this is completely, you know, out of proportion. Like, it, there's no real way to, but there's no real way to, to, to regulate it. No way to actually check it other than just a blanket uh, malware on your machine that goes, oh, there you go. Yeah. People are running there. <laughs> uh, and, uh, and, and that's kind of it. I think this way, 
yes, it's a little little bit on the honor system, but I mean, again, if a game is that successful, you're probably gonna be like, all right, well, look, here's it's like paying an artist, you know, if, like we we obviously on in the band, like we 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 have artists that work on stuff. You pay them, <laughs> you pay them, and that's it. Like you know, it's not that big of a deal. Um, it's it's just surprising how they didn't start with that position. But then again, if we are going with a little conspiracy theory. They probably knew people would freak out, and yeah. now they're like, "Oh, wait, hold on! If we spin them on this, it'll be okay." So, I mean, if nothing else, it was an entertaining couple of days. Yeah, I mean, sure, got a story out of it. Absolutely, got some nice outrage. Always good fun. Well, speaking of which, speaking oh, of which, dear. um, so I'm gonna do a little announcement for people who may be listening on this or who are listening. Obviously, you guys are listening, but. If you have a PS5, um, like a disc PS5, there is an M2 slot empty in your machine. You okay, can, you're, gonna, you're gonna have to like explain for me and the normies what what's what's this? So it's a hard drive space, right? Right. So one of the problems with the PS5, like no matter what model you have, um, the the actual hard drive space is very low. It's like one terabyte. It's it's super oh. low, dude. Yes. Super low. So, like, you install, like, 10 games, and that's it. And I was wondering, I'm like, why is this like this? Like, I, I have uh, four terabytes in um, as an expansion drive, like, external, but that can only allow you to play PS4 games, right, for some right. reason. And I was like, man, this is a really bad design. Like, <laughs> games are, like, 100 gigs now. This is crazy, right? And then news broke that in every, there is just an M2, which is a, a type of a hard drive. Um, you slot just there in the board. It's like, no way, that's crazy. So there's a video out, you can Google it, just how to put a M2 uh, drive into a PS5, and you'll find it. And um, So let me get this straight. You can potentially put more space into this machine, and the space is there, but they didn't. Yes, they didn't. Why, though? I mean, well, it's cheaper. Um, it was during. Uh, remember Cheaper. when the PS? I saw remember, how much the PlayStation Fives were going for. Remember when the PS Five was released during COVID? Yeah, and, ta- and Taiwan was shut down. Taiwan is where all the hard drives are made in the world. Right. So they were like, either we ship it like this, or we don't ship it. So I, I do- don't know if you're if I'm paying five hundred quid for something and I have to actually fight. Like, you know, to get it. Like, I'd no, like, he, like no, it to be no. finished. Well, it is finished. This is a bonus. Genuinely, it's like... um, Sony does this. Sony did this with the PS3 where um, people discovered you could run Linux off it on dual boot. Oh. And, in, and in the early ones could. Like, the Sony machines are incredible. They actually make them to do more stuff. And just because, like, a normal person doesn't know that, because again, right, they're giving you because okay, what modern gaming consoles are, and actually all the way through, really, mm. most gaming consoles are just the high, like a, a mid to high range PC at the time. That's right. why an Xbox is a, is a phenomenal machine in general, like the original Xbox, because it is a super high range, uh, Windows two thousand PC, right, nice. or or XP PC. Um, and they've done this with with the with the PlayStation Five. Now I can't speak for the Xbox machines. I I've gone off them. I I don't particularly like them after the 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 three sixty. But uh, the PS Five is an AMD machine, 
And it's brilliant. And the thing about it is, it's like, this isn't the first time they've done this, but I think it's a combination of one, they're like, hey, this will be cool later on, right? Which I mean, it is. Two, we do not have these hard drives, so we have to make do. And right. three, it's kind of, well, we, we won't activate it. Nobody will know until we're ready, which is what happened because you actually had to download the most recent firmware for that to even be active. So everybody's just kind of discovered that this is a thing. And it's been a thing the whole time, but nobody knew about it because it wasn't even active. So how it works is, right, you have to buy you have to buy a specific M2 drive. So do a bit of Googling on that. It is on Amazon. You get the two terabyte one. That's the one I got. You can put one terabyte in as well, but what's the point? And then you have to open the case. And I'll be honest with you, take years off your life because that was the most <laughs> stressful part. Actually, just because you have to give it a like a fair amount of kind of, like an actual force to get it to well open. this is what i was gonna like how like you're kind of, i know you're walking me through it but like how much in the node you have to be to do this do you this actually is, have to no, do surgery on your no machine? no no but this is what i'm saying right so i've pulled three uh, ps3s apart i've pulled right every kind of console apart right and modded them that's a fair amount of work to replace a hard drive but you're right. actually not even doing that with this oh it's it's incredible right what you're doing is once you take the cover off that's kind of it there's a little slot yeah, you, you unscrew it, you slot it in. There you go, and and that's it. It's actually it, t- it took less than five minutes. Genuinely, took less than five minutes. And I'm still shocked by this because I'm like, wow, this is incredible. So I I have like three times the space now on my PS5 where I can actually like sit back and go, oh yeah, <laughs> I can actually run games here and not have to delete them because I, I again my biggest complaint with the PS5 is why I went for the disc one because I. I just don't I don't think digital only games are a good idea outside of Steam. And the reason why is because space. You don't have hard drive space. And because when when I had the, the external drive in and I still do, uh, I couldn't install PS5 games to it. I could only install PS4 games. And I think that's because of the run speed. M2s run faster than standard uh SSDs, and they also run faster well a lot faster than mechanical drives. So this is why. Uh, thank you, Sony, for for this because now I can actually use your system, which is wonderful. See, I know you, you sound excited, but this takes me back to when I got the PlayStation Three when it first launched. Yeah, and it got turned off incorrectly, and the entire disk drive just broke, and like the machine became functionally useless. And then a few months later, they released the very slimline one, and it's kind of. Oof. I mean, it's nice, but couldn't you have got it right on the first go? You know? Well, again, the mass I, release. Again, I wouldn't say they didn't get this right. They released this, like Taiwan was shut down, dude. COVID messed this up. COVID were the reason for this, nothing else. Mm. Um, and it wasn't a build error. It was, it was, they literally didn't have the parts. So okay. I kind of, I kind of like that they were like, look, We'll put this in anyway. I mean, it's 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 very much what happens with machine with uh, computers, right? My computer had to draw had a space for an extra M two slot and for and an extra um hard drive space. Same my laptop, my laptop did, did as well. Same with the most computers nowadays will ship with a boot drive and maybe some space, but they'll also ship with empty spaces on the board because the motherboard's the same. Motherboard's the motherboard. That's that's what you're that's what you're using, you know. And whatever this, I, again, I to memory, I don't know what it's called offhand. I know it's an AMD one, though. 
and uh, that's just what's what you're able to do with it. And I think it's wonderful that instead of like doing what could happen where you just wall it off and you have to like pull it off and clip it and all kind of stuff, they're like, no, no, we'll just leave it there and we'll tell them about it eventually. And okay, did... all right. So like at the very least, they left the option open, you know? Yeah, no, they absolutely did. Because I okay. mean, okay, all right, okay, I can see, I can see a degree of compassion there. All right. Like a, a much more, a much more. Uh, I want to use a word, but I'm not allowed to use it. A much more terrible decision, a much more money hungry. That's the one. <laughs> money hungry decision would be to uh, put it there, put it behind a big slab, and then release a peripheral that you have to slot in. Right, right, right. Which so would do the like, exact same thing. They could have uh, released a PS5 branded thing that would only yeah. that only would work if you bought it through their company and yeah. all that jazz. Or yeah. like all that jazz. I get you. Yeah. Yeah. Which, I mean, the fact, like, I'll be honest with you, taking the cover off, while it's very easy to come off, you do have to put a bit of pressure on it, yeah. but it's the easiest mod I've ever done. Okay. It's not even, it's not even the mod, because, I mean, you're not actually touching anything. You're moving one thing from, a, you're, you're unscrewing two screws, and that's it. Okay, you've talked me down from my initial skepticism. So, you know. like, how many games, like you said, 10 as a baseline. Yeah, but, but, but how many could you now with this extra drive? Say, yeah, okay, we'll we'll be we'll be we'll be um generous, uh, fifteen, right? We're fifteen on on the base system, and that's including like modern games, but also having some demos. Yeah, or... when you say games, are you talking like full downloads, or are you this, talking no, like this, what gets installed with a disc? No, like? no, this is what I'm saying. So uh, it would be full downloads, uh, okay, and, and then some demos, and then some of the disc stuff, and and all that. So. About fifth, and then some retro games as well. So that'll probably be like fifteen. Still now feels you... a bit inconvenient. Like I mean, I've it, had my Nintendo Switch for like four years, and I've been downloading for ages on one extra memory card, and I've never had to worry about space at all. For yeah, a PS Five, it's still fifteen games. Still feels a bit limited. But the Switch is a potato. It's a lovely potato. It is. I have one. It's and a life-enriching it. potato. It is, but it, it is a potato that at best runs games from a PS4 at a very low scale. Okay, I'll I'll bow to your superior knowledge in this. Like I'll put it to you this way, right? Cyberpunk 2077, folks. We're going back. I was going to say, I was interested to see your segue into back. this. Yeah, so, fair play. Thank you. I, I've, <laughs> I, you know. So that released and it was a glorious mess. Um, I and we've done. We talked about. I, 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 there is a good case to be made that our first conversation was about cyberpunk. Maybe if you go back to our first episode, it was the what is it called the ga- the gaming convention thing. That oh, E three. Yeah, E3. it was E three. Yeah, it was yeah, the E yeah. three about Final Fantasy seven and cyberpunk. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. This yes, this arc has spanned our friendship. So give me the update. So. Um, the game was a glorious mess as we we covered, and it, mm. everybody was disappointed. I willed myself to complete it on on the PS4, right? But in order to finish it on the PS4, I had to install it onto the PS5, play the PS4 version, and will myself through it, right? Right. I love the game. I also hate the game because it broke me as a person because it was such a broken, broken mess. However, that was released because everybody's just release it. We don't care. And it's like, oh, you will. And they did. So I talked to Bryn about this and he goes, oh, are you going to get the DLC? I'm like, no, absolutely not. But I did. Uh, and the thing, the reason why is because when I finished playing it, I was like, 
okay, I'm not my my initial goal was to finish it on the PS4 version and then play the PS5 version as it should be, right? But right. they released the patch to fix everything and it didn't, and I was kind of skeptical about it. And then I was like, okay, I'll put this hard drive in. It'll give me enough space to actually be able to install PS5 version and the DLC and play it properly. And I was playing a bit of it today and I'm like, oh my God, the game is just, it, it is a masterpiece. The moral of the story here, folks, is just wait. Just wait. But see, this comes back to what I was saying earlier. You no, there's, oh no, have there, to wait. No, no, no. There's a difference, right? There's a difference. With a hardware product, if it's broken, it will not work. You will have to send that back. Right, right. right. If the PS5 was released and it didn't work, that's going back. Right, there's, there's, there's nothing going to fix that, right? Okay. Well, they will fix it. They fix it in the factory. But, right. I mean, you can't fix it. With modern games, you can just download the patch. And I actually hate that because I'm like, you shouldn't have to patch your game to get it fixed. If this game had it, and the worst thing as well, like this happened with No Man's Sky as well. If this game had a release the way it is now with the DLC, it would be one of the greatest games of all time. Right. And again, I, I, I'm all, this is for me just playing it for like 20 minutes where I'm like, oh my God, everything just it feels like a bit because I've already played it. I know what happens, right? But I haven't played the DLC because that's only out, but apparently it's wonderful. Just even walking around the world and interacting with everything, you're like, okay, this feels more. Well, take like... me through what's different then from now to day well, one playing it, say. Well, I'll put it this way. Uh, not day one. We'll be we'll be safe. Uh, we'll go with like the update that fixed everything on the PS4. <laughs> okay. Uh, NPCs will just walk through the cutscene and move people away. I mean, I was <laughs> in a cutscene and and an NPC just literally walked through a car and carried the car up in the sky. <laughs> and, and that would happen a lot. Or. You would be driving down and then the textures would load in and suddenly someone would be standing there with a skeleton, you know, skeleton head. And you're like, oh, my God, what's going on? So there's, sounds there's, great, actually. No, I mean, <laughs> as I said, it, it, it was it was a wonderful it was a wonderful broken mess. And I, I and it is endearing. But the problem was it's not supposed to be that kind of game. It's supposed no, to be, no, no. It's supposed to be, you know, the, the sequel to The Witcher. It's supposed to be one of these kind of games. No, where, like, Keanu Reeves is in it. We're supposed to take it with a degree of seriousness. Like, yes, exactly, exactly. Now, however, I think it's a case where um, this is the game that people expected. This is the game that people wanted. Mm. And I would say, look, run out on the PS. I, I, again, talking to Bryn, he ran out on the PC and never really had a problem with it, which I mean, that's totally fair. That's to be expected. Um, the PS4 was was the version that was the problem, and the same with the the Xbox. They were just train wrecks, right? Um, but now I think if you have a PS5, um, download the DLC, and it's the experience that you wanted. But I think the moral of the story is, you know, wait. But also on the corporate side, don't release all these versions. You know, yeah, okay, fair enough. It would have sucked to have to buy a PS5 just to play it but guess what had to buy a ps5 anyway just to play it so <laughs> you know but it just left a bad taste in like loads of people's mouth to the point that they wanted refunds and stuff i mean that there is somewhere to be there is a line between your assumption of oh the ps5 should have shipped with two hard drives and this is a broken game that was released that, that's fixed in the edit you know i think that the one is more consumer friendly than the other but 
but but one happened because consumers were so impatient. So it's an interesting case study, like. Okay, but like, see, you cited uh, No Man's Sky earlier. Now I yeah. will. I'm not as far into the gaming ecosystem as you are. I just have a potato, as you pointed out. But uh, I am aware that was a game that everyone was hyped up and everyone was incredibly disappointed because it was empty. And then over time, it sort of gained back that critical sort of respect that it didn't have initially. Do you think that like Cyberpunk has missed the window or do you think this could have like a an, a reevaluation by the general public and not just like very dedicated people, you know? If they install it. But that's what I mean, though. Like, yeah. no, that's the will, will people find out it's good now or is it too little too late? I don't know. And that's that's the honest that's the honest truth. I mean, if they install it, they'll be like, oh, my God, this is this is the game that we, we wanted. Right. Right. Because the game itself is actually very good. It's just broken. <laughs> it's just a broken. <laughs> oh, is that all? <laughs> yeah. But here's the thing. Um, Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines. It's the most broken game I've ever played. And fans have been fixing that for 20 years. Right? Right. So, it all depends. I mean, I was hesitant buying the DLC today. And I was sitting there like, uh, okay, I have enough space, I'll do it. And I'd say, if you have 30 euros and you want to spend it, and you were disappointed with Cyberpunk, go in and just because I mean I, I nuked my character because I couldn't carry them over obviously um, but I'm just going in with a full replay and I had something like 35 hours in it right 35 hours in a broken game mind you right that jumped across two consoles <laughs> and four updates so so kind of even going back to the start was a bit of a labor of love like yeah look it depends I mean if you're like, no, they got my money, I was burned, that's it. That's fair. Mm. But at the same time, what I'm saying, the game that you thought you were going to get, you can get it now. Right. So whether or not people believe that or are willing to put that trust back into CD, CD Product Red, um, that's up to them. But, you know, again, they, they should have just been like, lads, go away. We'll be back when we're ready. They didn't do that though. <laughs> so, egg on the face all around. <laughs> all right. Well, speaking of winning back trust, uh, have you seen the new Doctor Who trailer? Oh, I'm not ready to be heard again with Doctor Who. Um, but tell me what's the story now? Uh, now look, I'm not gonna like pretend that like I'm quite fond of the Jodie Whittaker era. I know most people aren't, and I can completely get why. But we have the 60th anniversary coming out next month. Yeah. David Tennant is back as the 14th Doctor. Donna yeah. Noble's back. Uh, they have Neil Patrick Harris as the celestial toy maker from the 60s. Like they're going all in on like kind of both Russell T Davies and very classic stuff. So are you aware of anything that's going on with this like 60th at all? No. Tell me. Okay. Now, obviously, they're kind of guarding the secrets fairly well. 
But the general shape of it is that there's going to be three specials. Um, and then the new doctor, um, I think Shuti Gatwa, like he's going to be taking over after that. Now, mm. e- even that is a bit of a guess because they haven't released the dates for when the next two episodes are going out of this three. I'm assuming Christmas and New Year's. Uh, they've shown clips of the new 15th Doctor in the ad. Like, you know, they've got, like, they are, it's very unclear if David Tennant's only back for one or doing three. They've got, bizarrely, they've got, one of the villains is called Beep the Meep, who is from the comics, from not only just the comics, the comics from the 70s. So that's, what's the term? A deep cut? That's about a deep cut as you can go. And they have Neil Patrick Harris playing uh, the Celestial Toymaker, who only was in one short story in the 60s, who was originally played by Michael Goff. If you know him from the Tim Burton Batman films, he's Alfred. Uh, that was him when he was super young. No way, so, that's crazy. Yeah, isn't that mad? Like, you know, that would have been one of his like early gigs. Like, you know. Uh, but yeah, so it's really weird it looks really exciting but at the same time it's very much there uh we're back to david tennant we're back to this we're back to that like so so is he the doctor again david tennant yeah he's the 14th doctor oh well oh, you okay. are luke so is he going to be back then for a while or well, for three episodes at least but what's the point in that this is well you really okay right so well the point the real world point is that they wanted um, Shooty Gatwa to be the doctor and he had to finish doing the fourth season of Sex Education on Netflix. What's so, a Shooty, Shooty Gatwa? Um, he's the 15th doctor. He's the new doctor. Wow. Oh, oh my God. Okay. I have to walk back a bit. Okay. Yeah, hold on. I, I, <laughs> I have no idea what's going on here. I thought you were. You are really. Work. I just thought like you live on the internet. I thought you'd have the broad strokes of this. No, I, I look, dude, when I finish with something, I finish with something. So <laughs> I see. Yeah, it's done. I mean, they you want lost me to like me. explain the TARDIS or like. No, I'm not that bad. <laughs> but I mean, I mean, I like your man, the Scottish fella. He annoyed me and I stopped watching. And then they drove the knife in further with Jody. And I'm like, oh my God. And now I don't know. And now I'm just like, okay. I I was back oh, in for David Tennant. I was like, okay, cool. You know, they might be doing a, yeah. a hard reset where he's the Doctor for, then Matt Smith comes back, and then they find someone else. Right. Well, basically, the real world reasons, like I was okay. saying, is they have this new actor uh, from Sex Education on Netflix playing the Doctor, but he wasn't available to do the 60th anniversary because and is Doctor he in- Who is a car upside down on fire behind the scenes. Yeah, is, um, is he English or already shooting in America? He's Scottish. Oh, Grant. So he's yeah, not yeah, like, yeah. Gone, gone over to America. Because uh, I heard, no, 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 I no, heard no. that was a rumor for a while. Which is oh, pff, no. Uh, <laughs> Just like, how does, that, how does that work? No, they'll go to America once a year or they'll okay. be like one episode in Lanzarote or South Africa or something. But like, no, never move over there. Uh, but no, basically, David Tennant's come back to do the 60th anniversary, which is going to be three episodes. And then the new guy is going to take over or possibly he'll take over in the middle of the first episode because he's in the trailer for some reason. They are like working overtime to make everyone confused and reassured at the same time. It's a very interesting time to be sort of just speculating on this. But basically the long and short of it is because, you know, you're David Tennant. They're picking up the plot thread that... 
Donna Noble, you remember Catherine Tate got her memory wiped and they're going to unwipe oh, it. Yeah, and they're going to basically pick up that thread. We've moved on, obviously. She's older, she's married, she has a kid. Like, you know, so... Uh, and this villain, played by Neil Patrick Harris, is going to be sort of zoning in on her. Um, so that's the... So knowing it's kind of a continuation from way back when, would is that enough to kind of pull you back in, or are you like burn bridges now? Yeah, until your man shows up, then I'll lose interest again. Well, you don't even know who he is. You know why? Why would you disregard him already? <laughs> because it seems like it's another bad mistake. You don't even know him. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least you're honest. Yeah, I mean, it's just like I don't know. I'm just like. I don't know. It's kind of hard to explain because it's like it could either go incredibly well, mm. like it has, you know, when when because I mean, when Matt Smith took over, nobody knew who he was either. That's true. Yeah, and that's the truth of it. Yeah, but it's like, are you? Well, see, this is even more than Matt Smith because at least Matt Smith had been on TV for like four or five years. Yeah, this is like, um, Gat was like third TV gig. Like, see, don't get me see, wrong, people know who he is, but this yeah. is early for him, you know. See, this is why I'm kind of like... I'm hesitant, right? Right. I mean, it for me, genuinely, if mm. this is a case of he is incredible and it's it's one of the best things ever and everything is kind of fixed. and Because, the, the I mean, the biggest problem with Doctor Who was nothing made sense. It was just nonsense. And it's like, n- not in a good way, in like a, a bad way, you know? Mm. So if they go back and they're like, right, excuse me, we're going to tell you, we're going to tell these good stories and, you know, it's going to, all kind of fit together and it's not going to be beaten over the head about God knows what. Right, right, right. Uh, which is just, oh, it, I don't know how you did it. But at the same time, if it's bad, it's like, okay, well, no lessons have been learned and you've squandered goodwill. Because I mean, I had no interest in this and now I actually want to see the David Tennant thing again. Well, I'm check like, out the trailer and see if it kind of but, grabs I mean, here's the, I mean, here's the thing though, right? If, uh, if this goes bad, I actually have a question for you. Sure. I, I know you see the good and everything, right? So that's fair. I mean, God bless you, Kane. You see, you see the good and everything. <laughs> but here's my question. If this is a catastrophic Hindenburg-style disaster, which, I mean, it really could be, how do they get the goodwill back? Well, <laughs> I mean... And keep bringing David Tennant back. You know, I mean, this seems like a Hail Mary. Like True. I mean, look, there's people speculating because it's a 60th anniversary we don't know anything about the other two out of three episodes. It's entirely possible they could get Matt Smith in or Peter Capaldi to do a scene or something. You know, we just don't yeah, know but, yet. But no, I mean, that's not what I'm saying. I'm but, uh, no, I get what you mean. Like, they, like this is their saving pass. This you can't is... bring back David Tennant every time. But, no, you, you can't. Uh, it's it's, yeah, it's kind of... Nor, but they have got Russell T. Davies back. So, like, you know. Oh! Oh, you didn't know that oh, either. Yeah, that's... he's the new head writer. Oh my god, that's oh you okay. are properly yeah he's he's writing the new he's writing all of it and he's taking over the whole show again. Oh okay, well I don't care who the doctor is then because I mean at least at least somebody who knows what's going on is actually like yeah writing. yeah yeah. This is Not like only Dave... that, but I noticed he's like uh, also scouted one of the best of the big Finnish Doctor Who radio play writers from okay. the Warmaster range to be his script editor and stuff. So. Uh, they seem to have a very strong team behind them. Like, you know, it's like uh, things are leaking about the series 14 and like kind of the guest actors and that kind of stuff. And it seems to be in strong hands. Like, you know, 
kind of seems like um the way Dave Filoni's taking over Star Wars now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, a similar, a... actually, the Dave Filoni thing is a pro- good example because Doctor Who will be moving for for the purpose of essentially everyone except Britain and Ireland, it will be moving to Disney Plus and it will air there because that's always been a problem with Doctor Who, which is that it goes to the iPlayer and no one outside of Britain has the iPlayer and then they wonder why no one watches it, that kind of thing, you know. So it's this seems to be the big mega, like you said, Dave Filoni relaunch. So we'll just have to see if it lands. Certainly, like you talked about, like what if it's rubbish, what if it's not? To me, like obviously David Tennant and Catherine Tate are a bit of a safe bet. But if you're banking the success of your show, not on like Cybermen and Daleks, but on Neil Patrick Harris playing a villain from an episode that's literally missing and something called Beep the Meep from a comic that only about 2,000 people in the entire world have read. To me, that screams, we have the competency to do this even though you don't know it. Do you know what I mean? Like, it'd be like if you did like an episode of The Clone Wars and it was all about, I don't know, Rook from... Shadows of the Empire. It's not like I'd be all turning over up to see Darth Vader. I'd They're turning up for the quality, you know? I'd be all over that, though. Because that's what I mean, though. Like, it's... like I mean, they're, okay, they're not I, going... Like, the Jody's last episode had the Master, Dalek, Cybermen, every companion. Duh, 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 duh. It's none of that, like, eye-grabbing stuff. It seems I, yeah. to just be, this is solid, come see it, you know? Yeah, I'm just... I mean, I'm interested now because there's a lot there that I didn't know about. Actually, all of it. <laughs> I didn't know any of it. Uh, what's the actor's name again? Uh, I'll text it to you. Uh, Shooty Gatwa. Um, okay. And he was in a Netflix show, he said. Yeah, Sex Education. Okay. So, I like, either. I mean, he's like, he's a lot of firsts for Doctor Who because, like, he'll be the first black actor to play the Doctor, like, in an ongoing capacity. Be the first gay actor to play the doctor, yeah, but, like, you know. but none, none of those things matter if the show is terrible. I know, I, mean, I know, that's the thing. matters it's, if the show is terrible. But I mean, like, like you know, it, the, the Witcher era had a, a tendency to what's it called virtue signal. All the I really hope, oh my god, if that, if that happens and again, this, that will just I'll put it this way one of the major villains of the upcoming series is played by Jinx Monsoon, like, you right. know, they, right. they, they're putting the legwork in to actually make this a very like. LGBT centric thing. The impression I get, and actually I've read Russell T. Davies' book on making the show, right. is that they basically had to haggle for everything they got when Eccleston and Tennant were the doctors. Right. And now that he's coming in to save the show, he's being given a gold ticket to just do whatever he wants. So I'm that could be really good or really bad, but considering that the last two shows I've seen of Russell T. Davies have been excellent on the strength of the writing, mm. I'm here for it. I'm interested to see where they're going. Okay. Well, look, as I said, I mean, you know better than I do. I'm just kind of like, once it's a good story, I don't really care what it does. Um, I mean, that's the thing now to bring it back to Star Wars. Like people are like, oh, the sequels. And then people are like, oh, it's because it's, it's a woman. It's like, no, that was never the problem. I yeah. Mean, everybody loves Ahsoka. <laughs> yeah. Everyone loves Ahsoka. It's like, yeah, the, the problem was, was, was never... The, the characteristics that don't really yeah you know, yeah yeah it was the the writing and the story being terrible and with when Doctor Who lost me I was like again the whitest oldest straightest man in the world was the Doctor and I just 
did not care because I was like, this show is terrible. Uh, it's just kind of like, what if it needs to, it needs to find its groove. And I think, you know, again, I haven't watched it because I can't. Yeah. Um, One day I'll get you to like the Peter Capaldi era. It's my no, favorite. I just, I just, I just don't. It just doesn't hook me. I get, I, mean, it. I get it, but it's also excellent and you're wrong. That's fair. That's fair. But I mean, again, I have a very And so bar. is everyone else, but I like it. <laughs> but again, you find the good in everything, Kane. So, <laughs> I mean, I, I'll be honest with you. You, you, you find the good in too many things, and I find the negative in too many things. That's how we balance it out. Yes. You see, yeah, that's why yeah, you need to listen yeah, to the show when it's, it's a just nice you. little tennis match, isn't it? Well, no, when you listen to this show with you and me, the truth <laughs> is somewhere in the middle. <laughs> Kev's, Kev's off playing Baldur's Gate. Yeah, Absolutely, yeah. He, he's off. He's off lust, lusting. That's why he's uh, not here now. He's off lusting our characters on the screen. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I don't mean to interrupt, but you've eight minutes left and I'm very oh, keen to okay. talk about a film. So okay. would you like to break us into it? Yes. So the creator, right? Um, I went in with no expectations. Right. I'll put it this way, right? Uh, I took me ages to figure out who your man is, um, like the main character. Right. I was like, why does he look so familiar? And then I realized he's the guy from Tenet. And I was like, oh, he's great. Ah, so, so that's which it. Which I yeah. saw actually last week. Yeah, Tenet. yeah. Oh, Tenet's unreal. But yeah, I thought it was your man in Doctor Strange. You know, Mordo? And I was oh, like, uh, Chiwetel Ejiofor. Sure. Uh, <laughs> and I was just like, I was like, wait, no, that's that's not, no, it, that's not him. It, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen him in something else. And uh, yeah, then it hit me halfway too. I was like, oh, that's good from Tenet. Because he has his hair all differently. Right. And um, it's very good. And he's also missing like big chunks of his body. So it's like, okay. Um, but yeah, no, it's very good. So in, in a nutshell, it's the second renaissance from the Animatrix. And Rogue One. Right. That's the movie. And is but, the director of Rogue One. Exactly. But I genuinely think he was like, you know what? I want to make Rogue One the way I wanted to make Rogue One. Right. And it's unbelievably good. Well, what, what's the premise? I, I, that's the premise. Um, it, that's basically, it. <laughs> basically, humanity creates AI. Uh, right. AI nukes California. Uh, the Western world bans AI, which they probably should do anyway. And uh, but Asia doesn't. So Asia's come together as one, one mega state. Um, and they're all in with AI. So their cities, the police force, everyone kind of lives together. And basically, um, there is a, a god of the machines who basically is worshipped as a god by the AI. The AI and uh, America is leading the charge to wipe out AI around the world. Right. Um. I mean, obviously they were. They, you know they were nuked but um that's kind of it and it picks up with this guy who's deep undercover this american who's deep undercover and his wife um is is in with the the main ai people and uh it's about you know he he leaves and she dies because they they blow up they blow up basically this beach and um he's brought back in and they're like look we found your wife or you know he sees that his wife is there and he's like well look um I, i'll go and help you find this machine I get what you mean. So AI is the Death Star in the Rogue One analogy, like no, not really. That's what's oh? interesting. There okay. is a there is a Death Star. Like it's not a Death Star. It looks just like it. Right. Uh, like it's a big it's a big thing. But the Americans are actually the Empire. The Americans oh, are the bad guys. Oh, it's back to front. Okay, yeah, it's back to front, and it, it's right. it's what I'm saying. It, it's very Rogue Oney when it gets going. But like the setup, there is a bit. It's it's a little bit contrived. But it is very, very good, and just like some of the shots are so beautiful, and um, the story's great. The, the there's a really good child actor, which is very rare. Yeah. Um, 
it's brilliant and i mean a, a lot of it takes place in in asia like different parts because again there's no countries <laughs> there's so just a bit like monster then like you know yeah exactly yeah it, it's it's you know you know america and then it goes off but there's some really cool parts at the start of it where like they show like fallout style news footage <laughs> and it's just really neat um i, I don't know just a, this this movie did a lot, a lot for me um i really liked it I wasn't. I didn't really. I didn't really go in with any expectations other than the thought that this could be like Rogue One, right? And I'm like, oh my god, it's like Rogue One, but like in the best way. It's very, very good. So if you are looking to see something this week, there's a lot of good movies out. Uh, make this one a priority if you're looking for a big spectacle. Um, it's well, just that very, is the thing because I did hear about kind of the creator through word of mouth, and we were kind of talking about franchises earlier. And there's not a lot of films that are just come out and they're not a recognized thing and just get hyped up by the fact that they're good anymore, you know? Yeah, well, I mean, it's kind of hard to do that. I mean, like, Garrett Edwards is always like, look, I made Godzilla and Rogue One. Let yeah. me make my movie, right? <laughs> and he did. But, I mean, this is like, it's not hard sci-fi because obviously it's not. um, Because it's kind of silly. But, for me, and if you're a big fan of the Matrix, if you're or the Animatrix specifically, mm. if you're a big fan of Fallout, if you're a big fan of um you know, not not as far as Deus Ex, but nearly there. Um okay. and then Rogue One, I mean there's a lot there's a lot to like. There's a lot to like. Uh the, the your man from Tenant, who I don't know his name. Um sorry. I've got it here. You know he's like Denzel Washington's son, right? No, he's not. What? He is John David Washington. Oh my god. Well, he's class. Uh, <laughs> I think he's great. And anything I've seen him in, I'm like, man, just keep acting, bro, because you're you're unreal. Um, Tenant is unreal if you haven't seen that, but he, just his performance in it, you're like, man, you just act so. And again, he's missing like big chunks of his body. So mm. the fact, the way he's able to to act like that, it, it it's very very good. It's one of the best movies I've seen in a long time. Excellent. And would you recommend it? Like, kind of like. Uh, to someone who might not maybe necessarily interested in AI or Rogue One or anything like that. No, it's a good story. I mean, there's no, you know, like it's all spoon fed to you. You know, I mean, like it has a really, really good kind of like setup where it's like, hey, it, it goes through like this kind of again these these Fallout style setup where it's like AIs develop and then Poppy agrees, don't you? Yeah, sorry, Poppy agrees. Um, that's my dog, ladies and gentlemen. She, she, she wants to. We're gonna sort Poppy out her own microphone now. That's it. We'll get you on the show next. Um, Bear with us. So, uh, yeah, basically, <laughs> basically, that's that's the setup. So, so they they introduce the whole premise. They they build the world, and they managed to build the world in like ten minutes. So you know everything that happened within the first ten minutes. It's actually it's 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 masterful story storytelling. You know, so you don't need to know about AI. You don't need to know about this kind of stuff. All you need to know is um, sit down, get some popcorn, and just enjoy the movie. And you you really will. Lovely. Well, we have one minute left. Is there anything you'd like to talk about before we have to wrap up? Um, Poppy says hello, everybody. And uh, she recommends... <laughs> He recommends that you go over to nerdtonomedia.com and get all of our shows because they're there for free. And we have over 200 shows. So, uh, yes. Woof. Woof. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, thank you very much. I'm sorry we didn't get to more of your films there. 
But stick with us in the coming weeks because uh, we still have the finale of Ahsoka to cover. Yes. Uh, Lower Decks and Loki is returning this week. So hopefully we'll have some lively Marvel chats in the coming episodes. But thank you very much for tuning in. We're always delighted to have you here with us. Until next week, I've been Kian. I've been Dara. And we will see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. So you're listening to the podcast, you're like, hey, I'm not in Ireland, how do I get in touch? Well, TuneIn has you covered. That's how you can check us out live when we're on the radio. Um, you go to TuneIn and download the app, or you can check out the live streams on nerdthenomedia.com or phoenix92.5 FM. If you want to get in contact with us, it's very easy. Media everywhere. Media on Twitter. Media Instagram. Media on Twitch. Media at gmail.com if you want to reach out via email. Hope to hear from you soon. Check out the Wrestling Rewind here on Phoenix 92.5 FM every Tuesday at 8pm to 9pm. And of course, over on NerdToKnowMedia.com, the only wrestling podcast by wrestling fans who don't hate wrestling. We'll see you then. Hey, Dara, what are you doing over there in Ireland? Like with the freaking leprechauns and everything. That's not cool. You should be over there with the God players. At least then you could like, I don't know, pretend like you got, I don't know, some kind of thing going on. Yeah, with that. You give me a Brooklyn way. Thank you for listening to a Nerd to Know Media production. 